Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, invites you to be the informed patient with the podcast that features experts from Central New York's only academic medical center. I'm your host, Amber Smith. Nutrition is important all the time, but it can be especially challenging for someone who is in cancer treatment. Today, I'm talking with Katie Krofcheck. She's the Upstate Cancer Center's registered dietitian nutritionist, and she agreed to share a quiche recipe that's easy to prepare and versatile. Welcome to the Informed Patient, Ms. Krofcheck. Thanks for having me, Amber. Now, please tell me why you like to share this particular recipe with patients. I love to share this recipe for a little mini quiche or an egg muffin, whatever you want to call it, because it's so versatile and it gives patients a little bit more of an appetite when I say, you know, okay, let's incorporate some protein foods into your diet. And we talk about eggs and oftentimes patients will say, well, I'm sick of, you know, scrambled eggs in the morning. So this recipe is very easy and allows the patient to really adjust it to the flavors that they like. Well, without the traditional pie crust of a quiche, does that help reduce the calories? Without that base, there will be a little bit less calories, but I think that um, it makes this recipe very easy to prepare without um, that kind of pie crust. Now, obviously, this recipe has eggs, so I wanted to ask you about the nutritional value of the egg because I've always heard it's a complete source of protein, but what does that mean, complete? Complete protein is when it contains the nine essential amino acids that our body cannot produce on its own. So amino acids are the smaller component to a protein. Most sources of complete protein come from animal products. Is protein extra important during cancer treatment? Protein is very crucial during cancer treatment. You wanna make sure that really every time we eat, we should have a source of protein in addition to good variety in your diet and, and enough calories in general. Well, let me ask you to sort of help us compile a shopping list. I know a dozen eggs is at the top of that list. Would an egg substitute work? Substitute would work perfect in this recipe as well. So you can use either your regular eggs that we're going to crack, or you can use the liquid eggs. And then what else do we need? Um, with this recipe, we also have half a cup of heavy cream, a quarter cup of milk. Let me ask you on the milk, if you don't mind, does it need to be cow's milk or can you use a milk substitute? Use any milk substitute that you're used to having in your home, whether that be almond milk or soy milk or any other lactose-free milk, as long as it's unflavored. Now, if someone has lactose intolerance making this recipe, can they omit the heavy cream? Yes, you can take that heavy cream out and then just increase that quarter cup milk to a half a cup of milk or that lactose-free milk that, that you might be using. And we'll also add some fresh parsley and basil, two tablespoons each. But you can also use dried spices here, whether that be um, oregano or an Italian blend or garlic powder also works well. And when using the dried spice, 
we can reduce that amount from the two tablespoons with the fresh ingredients, fresh herbs, to um, about one teaspoon. Can also add um, quarter teaspoon of salt and pepper and one cup of cheese. Now on the cheese, what flavor cheese do you recommend? Can this recipe is very versatile. So whatever cheese that you like, whether that be cheddar or mozzarella or gouda, those all work really well here. Now, does it matter if you're using no-fat cheese or low-fat cheese or an alternative to cheese made with cow's milk? That depends on kind of patient to patient. If you are a patient who is struggling to maintain weight, go with that full fat. If you are a patient who would like to watch the waistline, then choose lower fat. So either way, this will cook up really nicely. Now, what about the vegetables? For vegetables, again, this is really versatile. You can even do a variety within these kind of muffin tins that we're going to be creating. You can have different flavors within each one. So some good choices include broccoli, spinach, red bell pepper, onion. And if you're looking for a little bit more flavor, you can even add um, a jalapeno pepper. So it sounds like you can look at what you have in your refrigerator and see if that would work or go to the store or the market and pick whatever catches your eye. Absolutely. And these will be really colorful, too, to catch your eye. Could someone add meat if they wanted to? I'm thinking chopped up bacon or ham or ground beef, for instance. Absolutely. A good combination might be bacon, cheddar, um, and mushroom, for example. Or yes, you can use sausage or ham. And then other ideas for vegetables, you could add zucchini right now is in season, tomato, potatoes, white or purple onion. Now, this recipe has 12 eggs and it's meant to fill a 12-sectioned muffin tin. Could you double the recipe if you wanted to make like 24 of these mini quiches at once? Absolutely. And I would recommend that because these quiches can be a grab-and-go snack or meal. So if you want to make extra, they freeze really well. And then you can just take them out of the freezer to thaw and then microwave for about 30 seconds when you want to enjoy them. This is Upstate's The Informed Patient Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Katie Krofcheck. She's the registered dietitian nutritionist who works at the Upstate Cancer Center, and she's sharing with us a quiche recipe that she likes to share with her patients. Listeners can find this recipe connected to this interview on our website at upstate.edu informed. So now let's talk about the preparation. What kind of pan do you recommend and do you need to spray it ahead of time? To bake this, we're going to use a muffin or cupcake pan. And you do want to spray it with a nonstick spray, or you can utilize butter or coconut oil for each individual little muffin space. You'll also need a bowl to whisk the eggs and add in all um, the vegetables and cheese. 
I like to use my large Hyrux measuring cup because it has a spout that's easy to pour the mixture into the muffin tins. You'll also need a knife and cutting board to chop your vegetables into, kind of dice them into a little bit smaller than your bite size to incorporate into the eggs nicely. I've heard some people like to saute their onions before they use them in a, a recipe like this. Do you recommend that? You can saute all your vegetables, including onions, if you're utilizing them. You do not have to, but it will just kind of take away that little bite for onions and make the vegetables a little bit more tender. And then at that time when you're sauteing, if you want to add your salt and pepper or other dried spices, you can do so. But it is not required. You can just put, you know, the broccoli, the peppers and onions incorporated into the eggs without sauteing. Well, let me ask you on all the broccoli, spinach, red pepper, whatever you're using, do the chunks, when you cut them, are you looking for them to be about equal in size? Yes, that will just better help incorporate so that you get that flavor of all of your ingredients within one bite. Also, should the oven be preheating? While we're doing all of this, I forgot to ask at the beginning. Yes, we're going to cook these at 375. So you can preheat your oven right away because this is such a quick recipe. So we're just whisking the eggs with the vegetables in there and pouring them into the muffin tins. So we can preheat your oven right away unless you're going to be sauteing. Even that wouldn't, won't take too long. So your first step can be to turn on the oven to get that heated up. Now, the cheese is the last thing that you would stir into this. Is that right? Yeah. I should ask you, we're talking about shredded cheese, right? Yes. You do want your cheese to be shredded, whether you're purchasing that pre-shredded or shredding it yourself. All right. So once that is stirred in, um, I know you work with a batter bowl so that you can easily pour it. If someone doesn't have that, would like a ladle work? Absolutely a ladle or an ice cream scooper. And how high up should you fill each of the sections? Fill each muffin tin to about three quarters of the way up. There's a quarter left to that top before overflowing. All right. And I think you said 375. How long do they cook and how do you know when they're done? They're going to bake for 20 to 25 minutes or until that egg is fully set so it doesn't jiggle when you move it and the cheese has just started to turn golden on top. And then you need to let them cool a little before you can get them out of the pan? Yep. Once they're done cooking, take them out of the oven, leave them put for about 5 to 10 minutes, and then they should come out of the tins really easily if they use a butter knife. Um, around them to help just kind of pull them from the sides. And then you can eat them warm or let them cool completely and store them in a container in the refrigerator. Or again, you can also freeze these. How long do they last in the refrigerator? If I made them on a Monday morning, can I eat them all week? Yeah, for one week. Many people think of eggs, you know, for breakfast. Do you think these mini quiches could make for satisfying lunches or dinners? So absolutely. If you are thinking, you know, again, this is a prep ahead meal. If you say, oh, okay, yeah, I've got these egg muffins in my freezer, take them out. 
and you know reheat them in the microwave and have them um, as your dinner, maybe alongside of some toast or having you know a full breakfast for dinner, like yeah, pancakes there. Thank you for this mini quiche recipe, Ms. Krovchek. We thank you for having me. My guest has been registered dietitian nutritionist Katie Krovchek from the Upstate Cancer Center. The Informed Patient is a podcast covering health, science, and medicine brought to you by Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, and produced by Jim Howe. Find our archive of previous episodes at upstate.edu informed. This is your host, Amber Smith, thanking you for listening.